Hello, and welcome back to Girlfriend's Anatomy. I think we're going to call this one season two because we've taken a very pregnant pause. And no, the pregnant pause did not involve any pregnancies. Thank God. How are you, Jess? I'm good. This is a whole new time we're living in. How are you? Uh, you know, same. I, I would say all in all, I'm good. I think I ride the uh, emotional roller coaster that we're all on. So some days I can be really um, positive and other days, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a deep, dark hole. <laughs> Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm mostly having positive days, but every once in a while, uh, it's not so good. Um, so, yeah, I think uh, and I, you know, I'm hearing from so many friends, um, physicians and non-physicians who are, you know, kind of feeling the same. Just, you know, the stress and the anxiety of this is uh, so far reaching. So, um yeah, and I think part of that is the just the uncertainty, you know, so it makes it really difficult to plan for the future when you don't know what that's going to look like and whether it be with your business or your family or whatever the case may be. So that in and of itself, I think, creates a lot of anxiety, um, which is totally separate from the anxiety of the disease process itself. And so, um, yeah, that, that fear for the future and, and uncertainty makes things very challenging for sure. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's been my biggest, I mean, you know, initially I think I was really afraid of, of personally getting sick or someone in my family getting sick or, um, you know, a friend, because I mean, as you know, like so many friends are in medicine when you're in medicine, because you just spend so much of your life in training and, um, and you know working so um yeah and I I think I kind of like simmered down on that or I just kind of got um I don't know I reached a level of acceptance or something but then um then the uncertainty is what kind of crashed on me yesterday um I listened to a podcast uh and to be honest I have no idea who the guy was who was like predicting what it could look like once we open back up but um, it just was not, I don't know. I think I had been living in some kind of like a little bit of a denial and, and also, you know, I think for, um, just survival's sake, I've been doing one day at a time, which I think is great. And that's probably how we're supposed to live all the time. But, um, man, it just, it, uh, kind of undid my little rosy, um, notion of both the timing and what it will look like when things open so um yeah yeah and I think you know it's very different what things will look like where you are in the country and in your um specialty versus where I am in the country in my specialty and so you know for our business we're sort of we sort of I call it the pre-corona, intra-corona, and post-corona. <laughs> so pre-corona was, was sort of this time where we were like watching what was happening in New York City and yet nothing was really changing here and is it coming and what's happening and this sort of thing. And then boom, we're all in lockdown and 
not seeing patients in office. So that's the intra-corona. And now we're gradually sort of moving to this post-corona, even though corona is still very active, don't get me wrong. But from a business standpoint, it's sort of like, what is this going to look like when we try to open back up? How are we going to protect our patients, protect our staff? Um, and there's a lot of unknowns when it comes to that too. You know, what, what, how will we be able to track um, what's happening in our local area and how soon should we be able to act on those kind of things? You know, do we need to go back into lockdown at some point? And what does that look like if we go back in and out of this sort of phase? And so it's just very interesting and it's so different and unique. And yet there's a lot of similarities between all businesses and all jobs and all careers at the same time. Yeah, for sure. I think it's, it's been, you know, part of me, like, sort of rankles against, uh, like, when you see, a, I don't know, like a paper towel commercial, and they're like, we're all in this together, you know, but <laughs> I mean, at this point, I the cliche does ring very true in that, you know, there is literally no one who is unaffected by this both economically and just, you know, um, just lifestyle wise. And yeah, we're, we're kind of all like brought to a standstill, um, which is just, just crazy. So um, one thing we didn't mention, by the way, which is huge. And I think for me, it's, it's a, you know, it's a pleasure and a stressor, which is that we are homeschooling. Everyone's homeschooling. And <laughs> I never really thought of myself as a homeschooling lady. <laughs> yeah. uh, I am a terrible, I, okay, I'm not a terrible teacher, but I just don't have the patience. Like, I don't have the patience to teach adults. And you can imagine how that translates to a 12-year-old with inattentive ADD and an eight-year-old who just wants to like fly through his homework so he can play Fortnite. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No kidding. And I think it's, uh, I don't know. I mean, I think teachers need to be paid a lot more after this. That's for sure. But yeah. it's very, you know, we've been running, everybody has these challenges and it's kind of based on your kid, but I have one kid who's like loving the homeschool thing and the other kid who's falling apart. And it's sort of like, there's, you know, you have to be pretty adaptable. So and also, like, I don't know about this common core stuff, because it's like, <laughs> four plus four is eight. I don't know why it's eight. It just is. So I, I it's very difficult for me to <laughs> explain why it's eight. Um, it just is eight. Like, I don't understand why you can't just memorize that's how it is, you know? I know. So anyway, these are all sorts of challenges happening kind of at the same yeah. time. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's been real. It's been real fun. <laughs> so we could talk about these challenges, um, you know, for the next however much longer we're on lockdown. But um, I think what we wanted to talk to you guys about today is what is giving us life? What is giving us joy? What is kind of pulling us out of those um, moments where we feel sort of hopeless or just defeated um, during this time? I know I have a lot of them. Um, they, you know, not to disappoint uh, the folks that are like, uh, you know, learning a new instrument and, um, you know, studying Russian or something. Mine are mostly uh, shallow and 
uh, not useful in any way, but they make me happy. <laughs> so <laughs> that's all that matters. Yeah. So um, I guess we can kind of just go back and forth and and talk about uh, you know what you're finding joy in. Um, so I'll ask you first. What what's giving you joy? or respite, or, um, you know, just a momentary relief. Red wine. <laughs> yeah. Are we done? Is the podcast over now? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and done. Good, Good job. <laughs> Thank you. Um, <clears throat> no, I think that, you know, I think this is, this is an interesting discussion because um, I've been doing a lot of work on thoughts and, and, circumstances and how we think about things. And so I think this has been a really great time to um, not perfect that, but to really work on that, to say, you know, the circumstance is what it is. And so my thought about that circumstance is what needs to be changed so that I can create a different feeling, then have a different um, action that leads to a different result, right? So I could say the circumstance being our business is shut down. And that can lead me to say, um, you know, to the thought that this is the end of the world, we'll never open back up, the world is over. And then that creates a feeling of despair. And then my action is to, you know, do whatever it is, which is sometimes Netflix and processed carbohydrates and sometimes red wine. And then the result is, um, you know, the result that comes from all of that, which is not, not positive. So, so the alternative to that, right, is then to say um, that the circumstance is still the same and it's neutral, right? Coronavirus is a neutral thing. It's not positive or negative. Um, I mean, we could argue, some people will try to argue that, but it is a neutral test. Coronavirus yeah. is. Yeah. It is. And so then the next thought is, you know, the thought about that being my business is shut down. And then the feeling is, oh, this is a chance to um, spend more time with my kids, which I've been wanting to do, or sort of regroup from a business standpoint and make some goals for the future and relook at how we're doing things and processes, um, which then leads to different actions, which is you know, hanging out with my kids or playing outside or creating new, um, you know, processes or goals, this kind of thing. And then the results of that being very different. So I think one of the things I'm finding joy in is sort of having the pause to be able to really work on the thoughts that come with all of these sort of crazy world circumstances and be able to really have some time to kind of dig into that and say, oh, you know what, I have a choice in how I I lost you for a moment. Yeah, we have a bad thunderstorm, but yeah. So I think that's amazing. I mean, I think, um, you know, you were already doing that work and um, I think it's, it's amazing to recognize that while this pause isn't something you chose, you can use it for your benefit and um, I think that's great. I, I think that's, that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. How about you? What are you um, finding joy in? So mostly dirty jokes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or memes even better. How many memes yeah. do you get a day about coronavirus? Ah, they're, <laughs> uh, they're so good though. I can't, I can't stop with the memes and I, so, you know, work right now you know, thank God we have PPE. I think we have a great process for seeing patients. And, you know, for the most part, we are seeing a lot of telemed now. And so we're not like, 
we're not having to run through the PPE like we were when it first started. Um, but, you know, it can be a really tense environment. And uh, the nurse I worked with the other day, she just busted out this. I don't even know what site it was. It was dirty. It was very, very dirty. Like the dirtiest dirty jokes I have ever heard. But they were so good. And I've retold them to multiple, like, my parents and you know, I, Grandma Shirley, I haven't told my 91-year-old grandma because that's where I cross the line. But I I don't know why. It's just like I, I think it's just an excuse to be really silly because, you know, the absurd, um, just the absurd nature of life and, you know, that it's, it's, a, it's a weird time. And so might as well, you know, be weird. Even my dad. Get this. This is very tangential forgive me, but my dad sent me a song that was like, I, it's Crosby, Stills, and Nash, and I think Young, or maybe not Young. It might have been Minus Young. Anyways, it was like, I don't, you can't make me cut my hair or whatever, because he's, he's like, you get a Corona long hair thing going. And um, the lyrics of the song were like, I feel like letting my free flag fly. I was like, Oh my gosh, dad, you have a freak flag? And he was like, sure. <laughs> okay. Yeah, All right. <laughs> so my answer is dirty jokes, but really in reality, it's kind of like this silliness of people that are like literally just letting their freak flag fly. Like, you know, you see all these people posting funny things or, you know, being really funny socially. And um, I appreciate that so much because you know, I think it's very easy to get bogged down with bad emotions. And um, so it's it's nice to shove them way down <laughs> with dirty. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like pushing a beach ball underwater. <laughs> yeah, it, it's totally yeah. effective. It, it won't come back up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Or how about, um, What's some how about like uh, group Zoom calls or house party calls? That has been a fascinating thing for me. I am, I am having group FaceTimes or Zoom calls or house party calls with my extended family. Like we had a family reunion one where there was like 20 of us on there with um, my friends from internship in 2005, who most of which I have not talked to since 2005. And my girlfriend's from college, from my college oh. soccer team. And so from that standpoint, it's been very interesting to kind of, see that reconnect um you know we could have been doing this all along you know but it's sort of taken this pandemic to really rekindle some of those relationships which I'm very thankful for yeah I totally agree I think um it, it's I think just in the busyness of life right you get bogged down and you get kind of caught up in your own stuff and you're like you know I gotta go to soccer practice mm. and you know you're just <laughs> you get a little tired and um you know, you kind of uh, don't don't reach out as much as you'd like to. I know for me, that's for sure. And I I tend to be like a hermit anyway. So like, you know, this this quarantine, you know, at least the first like week or two of it fit my lifestyle. I'm actually going crazy now, but um, yeah. <laughs> uh, I I did find that like it it has definitely deepened 
some of the most important relationships in my life and, um, you know, provided that catalyst to reach out to each other and be supportive. And, um, you know, it's, it's just been really uh, touching to see, you know, people reaching out to me and making sure that I'm okay. And then being able to do that for friends um, as well. It's just been, it's just been really cool. So I agree now, like the zoom thing, I don't know how I feel about it because of all the hacking. I, um, Oh no, but that is the whole Yikes. thing like that. I know, I know like that's a whole, yeah, that's a whole other thing. No, I just think, it's uh it, it's weird it's kind of small talky at first and so that just feels a little hard to get past but I do think once you're past that it's it's really nice um I I did go to a zoom birthday party for someone that I don't know any of the other people that were there I kn- well I went I you know I had like one acquaintance and there were 20 people on the call and it was cool I mean it was just really nice to observe like human warmth and kindness mm-hmm. and I don't know, you know, there's been a lot of that, which I, I love. Yeah. So I will tell you one thing for me that has been um, helping me. This is going to be really funny, but okay. I, I will give the background when I am hermiting and it is because I am feeling down or something. I tend to not fix my hair or makeup. And then sometimes it's like 4 p.m. And I'm like, oh, did I brush my teeth today? And you know, when you get to the end of a day like that, that you just feel like really gross. Um, and <laughs> luckily, right before this pandemic, I discovered makeup tutorials, which I know is so like 2012, but this is what happens to me. So I have been like doing my makeup every day and trying to do my hair and just trying to be like, hey, you know, I'm still trying to take care of myself. I'm all dressed up with nowhere to go, you know, but I, it, I don't know. It's kind of like a little bit of art. It's a little bit of self-care. It makes me happy. I don't know. Yeah. I think it's kind of fun. It's fun. I wish I had a makeup yeah. tutorial channel where I could make kajillion dollars during the pandemic because people are still watching it. I know. I could not do a makeup tutorial channel because I, I am at level... Um, like preschool level makeup (laughs) I am I am not advanced for example I have tried to master the cat eye and I even have the freaking things that just stamp it on you I cannot I cannot do it and I did not know this but I apparently have hooded eyes I didn't know that was a thing but I do um and I I can't and I I have this is embarrassing I've spent like over an hour trying to master this to no avail. There's no hope for you. I don't think. I don't think so. I think I should probably just start wearing a bag over my head now. Giant sunglasses. I mean, drunk or high or on Coke. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (sighs) 
Um, I will say that alcohol also has been <sighs> providing me some solace, thankfully, in a moderate way. <laughs> um, Two to three drinks a week. But no yes, no more. But, you know, it's just been nice to kind of, like last night, I um, had dinner and then I just like had a beer and played the piano and, you know, just kind of sipped on it. And I think it's a little different because there's just such an unhurried pace. I don't know what life this is that you live in. You had dinner, then a beer and played piano. Aren't you a parent? Where are the humans? Um, Let me tell you about having boys that are 10 and 12 and a husband who is constantly working. Um, One, they're starved for attention from their dad and also, they're addicted to Fortnite. So if you combine those two things and, mm. you know, off the hook they go to the, right, they go to the basement and I don't even have to hear the gunshots or the screaming, you know, <laughs> what I, I hear none of it, dude, you should hear this. It is the worst. They are on there. So, okay. We used to have the Xbox hooked up to the living room TV. And so I would, I would wake up and there would be machine gun fire and screaming in my living room because they're like, they're on there with their friends and they're like, no, no, Christian, no, stop. (laughs) Yes. Nonstop. Like it does not seem fun to me at all, but yeah. So thankfully this was moved to the basement like a month ago or, you know, a month or more before all this stuff happened. And so now it's just so much peace and quiet. It, it's, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. You'll get there. <laughs> you're close. You're so close. Plus your little doodlebug was so cute last night. He is cute, but they are. His little helmet. Yeah, they're, they're cute. They're, they're kind of as close as they possibly can be all the time. But, um, the question I think I have for you is, have you gotten to the level of quarantine where you cut your own hair? Mm. So I have not. Yes. I, Good for you. These people I, should be essential workers. I am going to advocate during the next pandemic that at least one or two haircut people be essential workers. 100% because I don't, I don't need a cut. Like, thankfully... I'm trying to grow it out. Um, I'm on that circle of life. But my, like, I have a lot of gray hair. I would just like to let you know it's a lot. And I can see it all. So I dyed it purple. Um, But I even reached out to my hairstylist because I heard that some salons were, like, handing out color kits. And they get on Facebook, like, walk you through um, and I'm my, um, Devin, who is my brilliant hairstylist. Um, she and I follow each other on Instagram and I asked her and she was like, no, you know, basically, uh, we're trained professionals and you will burn your scalp and your hair will fall <laughs> Say that, but that's what she meant. And so I have really tried to honor Devin and not 
not not do anything too crazy except this purple which is the conditioner which will slowly fade over time how about you um I did cut my bangs and they didn't it just didn't go so well I mean it's not like a two-year-old but um I just put it up every day now anyway so it doesn't matter but I am like looking at my boys thinking this goes on much longer I'm just taking a number one to the scalp legit Uh, okay so I did cut both of the boys hair and I cut Jim's hair which was very risky because he has that type of hair that's so fine that it just sticks straight out of his head and it's perfectly straight so any mistake with that razor it's it's showing up (laughs) I didn't do that bad good for you he said it was too high and tight or more high and tight than he needed but I was like aren't you in the military, bro? This is what you get. And then, you know, it was better than some of the haircuts he's paid for. Yeah, see? You and Devin. Yeah, no way. (laughs) Devin's Devin's got skills. Devin's got lots of skills. When you move, are you going to fly back for Devin? Are you going to have to find somebody new? Oh, I'm going to have to find somebody new. And I hate that so much. And I had the hardest time in Colorado last time. I had a lot of hair tragedies happen. <laughs> As you saw, there was there was there was some bleaching that didn't work out. <laughs> it was very bad. Oh. But you know, this was, you know, here's the thing. I don't want to be prejudiced at all. And I don't want this comment to sound judgmental. But when your hairstylist who is like 20 comes in late for the appointment and he's got his like giant vape thing in one hand and a big red bull in the other like that should be a sign that maybe today isn't the day for your appointment like maybe let's just reschedule this because that was the day that it like it was it was big time tragedy it was um yeah i you know i'm I'm a Glennon Doyle fan and I was watching her and Abby Wambach and Glennon was doing the undercut for Abby. And all I could think was, I really want to be able to rock that haircut. It never happened for me. But you could. No, gosh, no. My head is really large. It's almost like a bobblehead. I don't know if I've told you this before. I measured circumference <laughs> because my husband was like, I think your head's kind of big. Cause I would like wear, he would buy me a helmet for skiing or something. And I'd be like, this doesn't fit. And he'd be like, what the heck? So we measured head circumference and I won. I totally won. And I mean, heads are not fat, yeah, so it's not a, fat. It's just giant heads. It's just a big brain. That's what my mother you have tells a big me. Brain I know my mom told me that, so I didn't feel bad about myself. But yeah. um, because of that, I don't know that I could rock the Abby Wambuck style. Maybe you could have it shaved like on one side. You've done that before, haven't you? I did you? like the undercut thing because I was feeling real punkish. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. But now I'm like. I, I do a lot of, you know, speaking and stuff and traveling to speak. And so I'm always nervous. Mm-hmm. Like I bought that color for the hair and I was really excited about it. The one that you got and I got it in bright blue. And of course, my mom's like, <gasps> oh, that's going to look real professional. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> She's like, the 80 year olds are going to love deterred. that. Like, oh. Anyway, here's the thing about these 80 year olds. Now, granted, this was an 80 year old man. So maybe he was just being extra nice to me as a lady. (laughs) Um, But 
I don't know. We had good rapport one day and this is urgent care. So like, I'm never going to see this guy again. He's really nice. And I said, and he, he made some comment. I don't know. But I, I said, Hey, listen, can I ask you a question? What do you think about my nose ring here? And he's like, I think it suits you. Oh, I'm getting interrupted by a child. I think it suits you. I think that may be a dude veiled. I, I am, I am podcasting and this is not an emergency, a double A battery emergency. That's okay. Why don't you write it on a post-it? Okay. See, double A battery emergency <laughs> for Fortnite. It's yeah. definitely related to a controller issue. But anyway, this old, you know, elderly gentleman said, it suits you. And I was like, thank you. And I said, does it make you trust me less as a doctor? And he said, no. So I don't know. I've worked with now, granted, I do think family medicine, we get away with more. We don't have that surgeon mentality that you need to either be in a suit or scrubs, you know. Um, so I have seen like various nose rings and hair colors and whatnot. Um, I don't know. I think, you know, this pandemic is absurd. You could just say like, you know, this hair color symbolizes the oh my gosh a dog farted in this closet with oh me. my oh this is a real like this is a real podcast you know I <sighs> I was telling my mom the other day I see a lot of butts in my line of work a lot of butts, uh-huh. like yeah 90 or 100 a week mm-hmm. and oh I was like a day what would be a lot of butts that's a lot of butts. But I'm telling you what, there are more tattoos on people over the age of 65 than there are under. Yeah. So it's kind of becoming more accepted for sure. I think so. What? Okay. Butt tattoos though, like on their butts? Um, no, but like low back or, um, you know, shoulder blade is a super common one. Um, yeah. I have seen some butt tattoos too though, but. Yeah, I just feel like I don't, I mean, I don't mean to denigrate my own butt, but, ha, um, <laughs> sorry, um, but, uh, you know, it's not the firmest and smoothest it has ever been. And so I feel like if I got a tattoo, like, I don't know, it would have to be something that incorporates the texture of cellulite. Oh. I don't yeah like a bowl of cottage cheese right that's that's what I would get (laughs) absolutely just right there and then you could kind of like shake it a little it's like lifelike it would be oh my gosh I'm out of control I need to zip it I just think it's decorating Um, the temple although you know there's some like the LDS they don't they think they don't believe in tattoos at all but it's a recent thing I know understanding because it's a recent more recent more recent dislike or whatever you want to call it I agree with you, though. I, it's art, and it's just a way of expressing yourself. And I think when they're well done, they're beautiful, and I want more. That's for sure. Like, a lot more, because, I mean, this body is not, like, it's not going up. It's only going to be going exactly. <laughs> from here on out. So why not decorate it? Why not put a bird on it, as they say in Portlandia? Yeah. 
Um, but still, it's funny that we both are married to people who do not like them. Such a preference. I know. It's funny. I know. It really, it makes me sad because I just think they're beautiful, but whatever. Which is own, I guess. My body, my choice. <laughs> you can't make decisions for anyway. me. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, yeah, I do think we should, we should get another one after this. Yes. Do you want another one? Do you have another one that you're thinking? I don't know. I haven't thought much about it. I'm sure the answer is yes, because it just continues and continues, but I don't know. Let me think about it. I know. I don't have one planned out, but I I do want one. Um, uh, oh, okay. I'm sorry. My mind is jumping all over the place. So I I need to tell you this before I forget. This is another silly thing that has brought me joy. So I did not know that you can adopt like large birds, like cockatoos and macaws and parrots and whatnot, but you can. And as you know, I want to adopt all the dogs. And so I've been like, you know, trolling, trolling, looking for my sweet pup. It's like my version of Tinder. I want to swipe right on all of them. Nice. <laughs> I know it's a great Tinder joke. Yeah, I think that's how it works. <laughs> Have you heard of Bumble? I just got um, schooled on Bumble by someone last night. Yeah, because the woman initiates. Yes, that's what I was told. Contact, but I've heard that it's still you get some unsolicited things. Once you've initiated contact, they're like, "Cat's out exactly. of the bag. <laughs> get ready." Um. But anyway, somehow I got off track with the dogs, which you can probably see why I might get off track based on just the trajectory of this story. <laughs> um, and I discovered that you can adopt these birds and the, the descriptions of them were insane. Like they were so detailed. Like one of them was like, Sassy is a 14 year old cockatoo and her name meets you know, describes her personality. She loves to go on walks, especially if she can meet new people and get lots of attention. Oh. It's like, oh, sassy. That is very <laughs> and then another one, I know, really weird. Another one took a shower with its owner every day. I would leave that off. That is a part I would leave off of the description. It, there was even a picture because it has its own shower perch. Yeah. Definitely would leave that off the description. <laughs> that is like a, I mean, no offense to the bird people who are listening to this. Um, so I know we have a large contingent of bird people that are a part of our subscribers, but <laughs> um, it's weird, right? Like that is, that's weird. That's weird. Even when I had an infant, like sometimes I would shower with them if we were running late and everybody just needed to get hosed off. But mostly... I don't shower with my animals or my, you know, little people. Yeah. I don't know. Um, maybe you should buy a tiger instead. Oh, yeah. Well, I am from Oklahoma. I know. Now. And once I grow this hair out, I could easily cut it into a mullet. 
Maybe we could go to Florida. It's all coming together. And stand outside Carol Baskin's place. Oh my gosh. She, I think she killed him. Fed him to the I tigers. Think, I think I think, so I think there's a lot of question in this country about that. Her her closet. I just I want a whole show just in her closet, just watching her put on the craziest animal outfits. <laughs> Every animal print known to man every combination like they all don't go together but somehow they go together because animal print it it's just yes. it was like a nightmare but i couldn't look away yeah yeah maybe i will get a tiger hmm. Weasel. um yeah that's insane it's just so crazy oh i know i I would get a wolf dog, not a full wolf, but like a wolf dog, but I'd only rescue one, I think. Um, but I think that's a whole, that's a whole thing. It's not quite as crazy as a tiger, but I think it's still kind of crazy. Like a whole wolf compound gets shut down up here in North Idaho. Really? Why? I don't know. I don't know. But like when we drive to Montana, we always see this like, bear refuge and we've always been like oh that's kind of cool we should do that and then we watch tiger king and we're like never we'll never go in there yeah (laughs) it's craziness yeah that is um yeah that's nuts i do i have seen on tv this was years ago but there was a bear guy that um was up in montana i bet it i bet it's that refuge i don't know Mm. You should go there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're probably right. Speaking of Montana, that's where I want to move, I think. Oh. Where in Montana? Know. Um, Somewhere where there's no people around. Mm. And I can have horses. I just would like uh, the big sky part of the big sky state. Oh, that, the actual sky, but not the resort. No, I mean that the resort's fine too. <laughs> I, I it would be great to be within driving distance of that, but yeah, I just uh well, okay, so you know, another thing that's been bringing me joy but it's been a little bit challenging is getting outside, but the weather here has not been the best, so it's rained a lot. And the temps temperatures are like up and down, up and down. Um and there, I live right by a, like a retirement community that is beautiful and they have invested a lot of money in um, almost like an arboretum, like just these gorgeous blooming cherry trees and apple trees. And it's just, it's absolutely beautiful. And this is, this in the fall, it's just the best time of year to go there. But because of coronavirus, we are no longer like visitors are not permitted on walkways and our state parks and everything are closed down. So it's been like very challenging to find um, outdoor spaces that are not crowded and that provide nature. And um, I'm still like, I I'm kind of forcing myself to do it. And um, I did sneakily like trespass a little bit just in the woods at that place. Cause I was like, oh, I just want to be on some dirt. Um, but yeah, I, I, it, it really, 
struck me at that moment that I need to live somewhere that either I have land or I have like very easy access to being in nature because I miss it so much. I know. And it really helps. It does. I would have a really hard time if I was, I was talking to um, a friend of mine who's an anesthesiologist in New York city. And she was saying, I don't don't remember what we were talking about, but I was showing her my backyard and she was like, how much land do you have? And I was like, I think it's like an acre. And she said, where I'm at, there's 75 to 80 people in an acre. I was like, correct. I could never do that. I would just lose my mind. Goodness. Yeah. In this, in this type of situation, especially, Mm -hmm. I can't even imagine. I love New York City. I think I could do it for a very short period of time. But if you add in the element of you can't leave your apartment, I'm out. Mm -hmm. Like that just, I, I, I so feel for them. I have no idea how, I mean, so social distancing when you live, literally live on top of each other, you know? Yeah. Crazy. I would like to say for the record that I have not been shaking hands with people for about five years now. So that's going to be no big deal for me. You know what? Me neither, because I'm really awkward. And and it grosses me out. Well, I don't know where that's been. Probably have them washing it. Right. When you go into patient rooms, you know, sometimes. Oh, yeah. That's way better. For sure. People really respond well to it. Yeah, that's it's like a dominating is, yeah. kind of thing. You're like, I'm the power player here. You submit to me yeah. and uh, tell me what brings you back. <laughs> Wait, does your back still hurt? <laughs> it... Exactly. <laughs> um, what I don't like is when it's obvious. So what I've done to make the handshake thing a little less awkward is I come into the room with like a handful of hand sanitizer and then I'm like sanitizing in front of them and then I can't be shaking their hand and then we'll just get right into it. Except every once in a while you have somebody and I think this is a power move. I'm not sure. Maybe it's not. Maybe they're just like unaware, but they, they, they forcibly shake my hand, you know, and I don't, I don't care for that. It's very interesting because when I was growing up, my mom always taught me, like we would have sessions on shaking hands because she said, in her opinion, you know, males had really sperm handshakes and women would come in with these really wimpy ones. And that was totally unacceptable, which I agree with. Mm-hmm. So I had a very firm mm-hmm. handshake, but now um, I'm not interested in shaking hands at all. In fact, I think we should just bring back the ass slap. That's what we'll do for oh, everyone. Yeah. All genders. Everyone will just kind of butt tap on the way out, on the way in. I think, yeah, like good game. Yeah, good game, right. We'll just good game, everybody. Yep. And everyone will feel happy. They will. And, and, and violate it. It'll be good. It'll be really right. good. <laughs> we'll be equally happy and violated. Yeah, right? I can't. No, I'm, I'm with you. I don't, I don't think we need to bring back handshaking. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, I am excited to hug and kiss people that I love, but I, I don't, you know, uh, we touch strangers. Who are these people that you want to hug and kiss? Not your husband and your kids? Well, I would hug and kiss you if you were right by me. Have you been kissing your husband in all of this? 
Um, yeah, but I mean, uh, you know, we, I, I will say that in terms of physical affection, this is probably TMI for the podcast, but I'm just going to go there. I need a lot of like, uh, like hugs and like squeezes and like, you know, back rubs or whatever. I just need to be like pet. Heavy petting. Perfect. And okay. <laughs> I, yeah, I need so much heavy petting every day, um, to feel healthy. <laughs> um, but he is not an affectionate person. So it in normal times creates an issue, but I just like hug my friends, you know, um, <laughs> A little grab, ass grab on the way out. Yeah, I, you know, I, this might be some weird frauderism happening. This is like the love language thing, though, right? Like, oh, it's totally the love language. That's like, that's one of that, that is my main one. And so, uh, yeah, I, I told him the other day, I was like, look, man, if we are trapped in this place together and I cannot get physically touched by other people you're gonna have to step up your game like really get it together because I don't feel healthy and um as you can imagine he just totally turned around his his I mean you just have to be that direct yes exactly (laughs) people super respond to that when you just like come at them hard like you suck and um do better (laughs) And then they just they just do better. <laughs> you know, I think we should yeah. analyze the Enneagram and the love language. Like, I think there's specific love languages that go with the en- different Enneagram numbers, too. Ooh. I mean, like, yeah. Enneagram 3 is the achiever. That person needs words of affirmation, guaranteed. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. <laughs> yes. And you might need, like... I don't know. You need words of affirmation for sure. And then maybe quality time or gifts. I don't know. Yeah. What is your, what is your deal? Ooh, affirmation, words of affirmation. Do you have a secondary one or it's just like, give me all the, the words. (laughs) Just give me all the words. Don't touch me. Don't spend time with me. Don't give me gifts. Just tell me I'm amazing. (laughs) It's not hard to figure out. People just don't understand. Right. While we're being direct. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but I am married to a physical touch for sure. So it is very. Uh... But he's also, I don't know. Would that make sense from the asshole Enneagram? Maybe they don't go together. From the what Enneagram? The asshole Enneagram. Number eight. Oh, no, if, I mean, that with all yeah. due respect. Yeah. 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 I was like, um, I think that's what you said. And I know what number it is. Mm-hmm. I'll just start that check. Uh... Gosh, would that go with an eight? I mean, maybe if you think about their nature to want to like interrupt mm-hmm. or, um, you know, like, uh, what are they like, overthrower or, yeah, <laughs> no, mother of dragons? What, what is their, what is their nickname? I don't, yeah, have to look but maybe they need physical touch just to be soothed. Yeah. Like, it's okay. This sounds like a book idea. Who should we pitch it to? Zondervan? 
Oh yeah, totally. They'll they they love where where I'm at. Yeah, me um, too. In my in my life. <laughs> yeah. As I like listened to the oh yeah the Dan Savage podcast, I listened to that today on my run, and it made me so happy. And it's so inappropriate. And if the Zondervan people even knew, I know. I listened to one episode of that, I would be heartily dismissed. Is Jim Dobson still alive? Do you know? Focus on the family. Remember that? You're moving to Colorado Springs, so maybe you you could hang out there. They'll probably invite you to the headquarters. uh, That is something that, believe me, like, it it causes me a lot of (laughs) um, anxiety. (laughs) Because I want my kids to have... um, I don't want them to grow up in a monoculture of of evangelicalism. Like I think that's dangerous, but mm-hmm. we'll see how it goes. I don't, you know, we'll see. But yeah, you know, interesting fact, fun fact. As a child, I sat next to James Dobson at an Air Force Academy football game. Oh wow! I know. Does that make you, like, respect me more? Because I feel like I, you really should. Well, yeah. Yeah, I mm-hmm. can only imagine. And I told him right then and there, I don't believe in penal substitutionary atonement, man. Good for you. And, and you know. I can only imagine the response. Love is love. Oh, so. dear. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, what, but what were we saying? We were talking about Jim Dobson. Oh, Enneagram. So I'm a four. So that means I'm like the one that wants to be unique, but secretly feels like they're not special. Mm-hmm. So I think the petting is to tell me that I am a special unicorn. Yeah. Um, and that I do deserve petting. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's because of my Enneagram type or what. I don't know. But it does seem like, don't you notice this with couples that it's very rare to see two people who are like, oh yeah, we're both totally physical touch. So it just worked out. (laughs) That's very true. It's always someone who's like, yeah, it's always like, I can't even comprehend why you would want physical touch. And yet I have to give that to you to make you feel loved. Right. It's always like right. the total opposite of the spectrum where you're like, why would you ever need gifts or words of affirmation? That's ridiculous. Right. Like my parents, I don't know if they're going to get mad at me for sharing this, but my dad is a very snuggly person and my mom is not. And, uh, you know, it's always been a joke and he's got cold feet and he puts his cold feet on her, blah, blah, blah. Well, they got a sleep number bed and their numbers are different which creates basically like a wall between them. And he calls it the intimacy blocker. (laughs) (laughs) And I think my mom is like thrilled, you know, she's like, don't touch me. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't want to snuggle with you. I'm in my own zone. Don't snuggle me. Yep. Um, so are you trying to learn anything new during this time? Um, yes, I just joined a 40-day um, Baptiste yoga program. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Not a yoga-er, but um, I need to be. 
oh it will change it will change your life That's girl what says. And so this thing is like daily meditation and daily yoga and then there's like a weekly phone call and then there's like a daily journal where they're asking specific questions so that's awesome it's 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 this for the next 40 days and you know probably straight off to tibet after that yeah <laughs> i i like you know when you commit you really commit and i i that is admirable <laughs> you know i I would like to go to Bali. Ooh, yeah. So I wanted to do yoga teacher training here, but it was very expensive and I just, it was like very time consuming. Yeah. Um, but for the same amount, you could go to yoga teacher training in Bali for like 21 days. Bada bing, bada boom, yoga teacher. Yeah. And someone who's been to Bali for 21 days. Yep. I don't see a downside. Nope. Winning. That sounds great. I I know. I really, that sounds amazing right now. I need some warm sunshine and meditation. I did meditate this morning. So I will say as much as we're like laughing and um, giggling, I had kind of a rough day yesterday, as I mentioned before. My anxiety was out of control and I didn't know why, you know, like it wasn't just one reason. It was like that unfocused anxious energy and I haven't been sleeping that great which I think is not uncommon but I woke up like I stayed up super late I couldn't fall asleep and then I woke up super early um and I was like well if I'm up I might as well meditate so I did do a meditation that was really beautiful um it was on insight timer and I think a lot of the meditation apps are doing free kind of 90-day trials or you know month-long trials um, but it was specifically kind of about this time. Um, and it was, it was good. I, it always makes me feel good and it frustrates me to no end that I can't just make that maintain that. a part of my day. Yeah. Like I can always get coffee, but I cannot always meditate. And I don't know why. I don't know. But I really, I need to do it. So you have to let me know if this yoga, you know, after, well, I guess once you're in Tibet, you'll be kind of out of touch. Mm -hmm. You'll, you won't be talking anymore because. Oh yeah. It'll be perfect. I'll be oming like this. Silent. For hours. (laughs) Silent retreat. Me and the monk. You'll just be human. Yeah. And I won't have to worry about anyone touching me. No. Perfect. And you can shave your head. So <gasps> you're right. This is all working out very well. I'm going to shave my head. And okay. you'll have the same clothes every day. Yes. You know, I mean, there's a lot of upsides to this. Yeah. Well, I suppose I should first and foremost get back to curing the world of pain one opioid prescription at a time. Oh my gosh. <laughs> This is my life on telemedicine. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Um, you know, we, we need to come up with some topics. So if anyone is out there listening, please give us a shout at girlfriendsanatomy at gmail.com. We would love to hear your topic ideas, but um, we've already talked about some that we could talk about, like Enneagram would
fun to just talk about. Um, love languages might be fun to just talk about, but I think it would be interesting to talk about your specific specialty because I mean, as so much, so much pain is related to mental health and, um, yeah, I, I just, I'm sure in some ways you're seeing like a worsened disease and in some ways you're seeing, you know, you're seeing less volume, but worsen. I don't know. Yeah. I just, I think that'd be interesting for us to talk about. I'm curious. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's a lot of what we treat with opioids is anxiety. So. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. Well, my dear, I love you. I'm proud of you for all this good work you're doing. Thank you. Likewise, I hope we can get out of the fart closet. And in the future, perhaps you need a room dealerizer for your small fart closet. It is so bad. She has been farting the entire time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm hoping that these clothes offer some good... Oh, so yeah... We are recording with a new app because, um, sadly, we no longer have a technology person. Um, it sounds terrible. He is no longer with us, but he is with the world. He is no longer with us, specifically. <laughs> so I am the new tech person, which um, could be real, real bad. So um, just lots of patience would be welcomed as well. But yeah, I got to get out of this fart closet. I think I'm going to go practice my uh, eighth grade recital piece on the piano. Well, you should get some AA batteries. That's your first order of business. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) for sure. That is an emergency. Oh, all right, my dear. 